Where do you see your career in 10 years? What are you doing now to help you get there? The sooner you start enhancing your skills, the sooner you'll be ready. That's why AARP has reskilling courses in a variety of categories like marketing and management to help your income live as long as you do. That's right. AARP has a bevy of free skill-building courses for you to choose from because the steps you choose to take today will help you love what you do in the future. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Pushkin. One of the strange things about making a podcast is you make the show, it goes out in the world, your mom tells you she likes it, but you don't really know much about what people think of the show. And in particular, you don't know how to make your show better. And I really, really want to make this show better. I want this to be a show that you look forward to every week, a show that you tell your friends about. And so to that end, please, please, please tell me how to do that. Tell me how to make What's Your Problem a better show, a show you like more. If there's some person you want me to talk to or some subject you want me to cover or something you want me to do differently, anything really, let me know. You can email me at problem at pushkin.fm. That's problem at pushkin.fm. Or you can talk to me on Twitter. I'm at Jacob Goldstein, just my name. To be honest, we don't get that many email messages yet. Not that many people talk to me on Twitter. So I can guarantee you, I will personally read every email and Twitter message you send with gratitude. Thank you. Now, here's the show. Here's a big, wild idea. What if scientists and engineers could turn yeast and bacteria into tiny factories that would manufacture everything from perfume to food to fuel? This idea has a name, synthetic biology. People have been working on it for more than a decade now, and it's really hard. First, you have to engineer DNA, and then you stick it into yeast or bacteria in order to make the thing you want, the fragrance or the fuel or the food. And then you have to figure out how to do it at scale, how to make a lot of it. And also, you have to make it cheaper or better than what's already out there. Really, the dream of synthetic biology is like a whole new industrial revolution, but using cells instead of machines. I'm Jacob Goldstein, and this is What's Your Problem? 
the show where entrepreneurs and engineers talk about the world they're going to build once they solve a few problems. My guest today is Reshma Shetty. She's the co-founder and chief operations officer of Ginkgo Bioworks. It's one of the biggest synthetic biology companies in the world. One big, obvious problem that Ginkgo faces, the company has lost billions of dollars trying to turn synthetic biology into a viable business. So the problem for today's show is this. How do you try and do this big, hard thing way out there on the scientific frontier and also eventually make enough money to create a financially sustainable business? We started our conversation talking about the original idea for Ginkgo, which came to Reshma and her co-founders when they were grad students at MIT, dreaming about the big things they wanted to do with synthetic biology. So you start a company. Yeah, we did. We did. We started a company because uh, we worked at a place, MIT, um, like most academic institutions, really focuses on doing new things, right? Can you invent something new? Can you discover something new so that you can publish on it, right? And that's what academia is built to do. And that's a really great thing because we should be discovering new things and we should be inventing new things. Yeah, yeah. But with biology, what we really felt was holding us back was not just doing something new or inventing something new. It was, could you make the process of engineering biology faster, cheaper, easier? Yeah. And what was interesting is that we started working on that problem during grad school, but it just wasn't very celebrated. People were like, why do you want to make it easier for other people to do this? That seems like a dumb thing to work on, right? You're just building tools. You're not actually doing anything with the tools. Exactly, right? And so, so there's this sort of skepticism, even at a place like MIT, around spending your time tool building. Okay. And so we decided to start a company, candidly, not because I wanted to be a founder. I actually didn't want to be a founder. <laughs> you know, I had never dreamt about starting a company before. But we felt that starting a company was the best way to work on this problem of how do you make biology easier to engineer. I read that some of your earliest customers were in the in the fragrance industry. And I thought going through that work you did might be a case study to understand, you know, what the company does and what kind of problems come up and how you solve those problems. Can you talk me through that work? Yeah. So when we first started the company, um, you know, we didn't have a particular technology. We didn't have a business model. We didn't have a way of making money, right? Um, it was a great way to start a company. <laughs> I highly recommend. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? <laughs> but what we did have uh, was that we were kind of voracious learners. And we kept coming up with wrong hypotheses. <laughs> Where we finally got some traction was actually looking at the flavor and fragrance industry. So it turned out that this is a huge industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry that almost no one's heard of. I certainly hadn't heard of it when we started the company. But they make all of the flavors and fragrances that go into household goods. Right. So if you go browse the detergent aisle, you know, and you and you can probably smell some of the detergents and soaps and shampoos and whatnot um, that are in your local supermarket. You know, those fragrances are all um, concocted by the flavor and fragrance industry. So it turned out that there was this pain point in the flavor and fragrance industry where they wanted to use biology to manufacture their ingredients. But it just, you know, it wasn't feasible at scale. And so they were really interested in using fermentation, this idea that you could grow yeast uh, in a vat to produce flavors and fragrances, much like you might brew beer. And so cracking that nut was our first sort of realization that, hey, there's actually really a market for engineered cells that could produce flavor and fragrance ingredients. And are you allowed to say specifically what you did or is it like oh, yeah. a so, so some of our earliest contracts were around things like peach flavor, coconut flavor. And so, so what specifically do you do? I mean, do you take some 
genes from a peach and stick them in a yeast and the yeast makes peach smell? Is it like that? Yeah, basically, um, <laughs> except you're not just limited to beach because it turns out that you know, biology has a lot of reuse and a lot of commonality. And so it might be that actually the best genes for making a peach flavor might not come from a peach. They might come from another species, which is kind of fascinating, right? And so you keep tweaking it and iterating on it until you're making a lot of your ingredient of interest. And so right now, somewhere in the world, is there like a vat full of yeast cranking out peach smell that's going to go into like soap or shampoo or something? There absolutely is, yes. So where is the company now? What's sort of, what is the state of Ginkgo now? The span of what we work on is, is huge, right? Everything from food to health, uh, to agriculture, to flavors and fragrances. So we started a joint venture with Bayer, the largest ag company in the world, um, working on essentially a biofertilizer. So being able to reduce the amount of fertilizer that we need to grow crops like corn by uh, essentially engineering microbes to provide the fertilizer, to provide the fixed nitrogen rather than fertilizer. And if you actually look at it, fertilizer is incredibly bad for, for the environment. The process by which oh. we make fertilizer in this world, I don't know, it's like something like fertilizer is like six or 7% greenhouse gas emissions. I mean, it's something oh, completely interesting. Nuts. So it's the um, production of fertilizer emits a lot of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Yeah, and other greenhouse so if gases, you can, yeah. So if you can reduce the need to make fertilizer, then that helps yeah, exactly. solve yeah. the problem. Yeah. So can you sort of give me a comparison of the state of the world as it was when you were in grad school versus the state of the world that you have created now? In grad school, it'd probably take me um, nine months or so to basically design, build, and test um, 20 designs at a time. Like 20 different... Yeah, 20 different genes or 20 different pathways maybe at a time. That was like state of the art. How long would it take Ginkgo now to try 20 designs? Well, we wouldn't ever bother to try 20 designs. We only try thousands of designs at a time. Okay. Um, it, it still takes a lot longer than I'd like. It still probably takes um, three months to kind of go through the whole cycle, maybe two months um, if we're lucky. So if before it was you could try 20 designs in nine months, how many designs could you try now in two or three months? Now I'm trying thousands of designs in two or three months. Thousands. Okay. Yeah. So it's thousands of times faster than it was when you started. Yeah. And then I can learn from which ones worked and which ones didn't and even more intelligently do my next round of thousands of designs. And so is what you have built sort of like a, a factory for testing have you built like a factory lab? Yeah, it's it's essentially a factory for cell programming. What's it look like? It's a whole uh, bunch of robots sort of placed in, in rows across the lab with these essentially train tracks that can move samples between the different robots. And so um, it's pretty cool looking. Uh, so like the robots are like robot arms and what's going on the train tracks? Yeah, these, these big arms that can basically move plates from uh, one robot to another and train tracks to be able to move samples between the robots to do the processing steps you need to either read the DNA or write the DNA or put the DNA into cells or test how those cells are performing. So the robots are doing all of those steps. Yes, that's the dream. <laughs> After the break, a problem Ginkgo has not solved yet. How do you build a company based on this wild, radically new technology and also make a profit? 
you probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life. What are you doing now to help you get there? There are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. That dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. Okay, 10 seconds. How many things can you name that are always growing? The universe, easy one. Um, my kids, so far. Uh, To-do lists. Uh, for this month, my sugar snap peas. I know that's not always. I know I'm out of time, but I'm going to give you one more. Businesses on Shopify. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. There are key moments in every endeavor. I ask pretty much everybody I interview on this show about their key moments, their breakthroughs, their failures, their turnarounds, and Shopify can be there for you at all of your key moments. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash problem. Go to shopify.com slash problem now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash problem. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. That's the end of the ads. Now we're going back to the show. Kinko went public last year, and the company is now worth billions of dollars. But Reshma and her co-founders still haven't made the company work as a profitable business. They have revenue, but it doesn't come close to covering their costs. And so the problem of becoming a profitable company is what we focused on in the second part of the interview. It's impressive in a way that, <laughs> you know, it's continued to get funded and you've grown so big and you have lost and continue to lose a lot of money. I feel like in the long run... That's a problem that you have to solve eventually. Like, how do you solve that problem? So in our business, the way our business model works is when we uh, collaborate with a customer on a sell program, we get two different kinds of value out of the relationship. We get fees and milestone payments from our customers to help offset our R&D costs. And we get what's called downstream value share. Downstream okay. value share typically comes in the form of either... Um, royalties on products uh, made using ginkgo organisms 
or equity stakes in our customers. Okay. And we've been expanding a lot in the number of cell programs um, that we've taken on, but many of them are still in the development stage. Okay. And so essentially the way we ultimately become a sustainable business is as more and more of our cell programs successfully complete and recognize uh, that downstream value share, that's where the real like ultimate long-term value potential of Ginkgo is. So you're basically saying when the investments you've already made pay off, that will do it? I mean, yeah. I get the math of what you're saying is that you've put a lot of money into things. And if they make a lot of money in the future, then you will be profitable. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, you know, think about it. If you're a typical like pharma biotech company, they lose hundreds of millions of dollars, right? But if the drug works... There's like a big, a big enough payout at the end to justify that upfront risk. Basically, it's sort of all long shots, right? The drug companies essentially make lots and lots of long shot bets, and most of them don't work. Correct. And then once in a while, they have a huge winner that makes up for all the ones that don't exactly. work. Exactly. But in our case, we instead of a, a company that is betting on, like typically in pharma uh, or in biopharma, you know, the company might have one bet right? One long shot bet, or maybe a couple long shot bets. We're a platform company. So we actually have lots and lots of long, long shot bets. And, you know, and honestly, some of them are not going to work, right? You know, some cell programs won't work, or the cell program will work, but it won't commercialize the way we think or whatnot. The question is, will there be enough winners? And will they be those winners be big enough to justify the whole thing? And we're betting that they will. I recognize that we're sort of at a time will tell ending of the narrative. Mm -hmm. And it's valid. It's clearly true. Time will indeed tell. I'm just trying to think of, of how, to, how to parse it. I mean, I guess another way to think about it is whether and to what extent these various bets will pay off. Let me flip the question on you, right? Yeah, please, please. Like here, here's the way I look at it, right? The world has a lot of serious things that it's facing, right? Climate change pandemics, you know, supply chain issues, right? Uh, having enough food to feed our planet, having enough clean water to provide to our planet, right? To me, the cost of not doing something is unfathomable to me. So I would much rather try and fail at this, which at least has gives us a shot of solving some of these pressing world problems than not try at all. In a minute, the lightning round, where we learn Reshma's favorite microorganism, her least favorite trait in a coworker, and the one piece of advice she'd give to somebody who is trying to solve a hard problem. You probably think it's too soon to join AARP, right? Well, let's take a minute to talk about it. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? More specifically, your career, your health, your social life, what are you doing now to help you get there? There are tons of ways for you to start preparing today for your future with AARP. That dream job you've dreamt about? Sign up for AARP reskilling courses to help make it a reality. How about that active lifestyle you've only spoken about from the couch? AARP has health tips and wellness tools to keep you moving for years to come. But none of these experiences are without making friends along the way. Connect with your community through AARP volunteer events. So it's safe to say it's never too soon to join AARP. They're here to help your money, health, and happiness live as long as you do. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash wisefriend. 
the most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. The automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Now let's get back to what's your problem. No, it's just the lightning round. Can we do the lightning round? Absolutely. Uh, what's your favorite microorganism? E. coli. It's what I did my PhD on. <laughs> Tell me why E. coli is great. So uh, E. coli is this little microbe uh, It's found in every person's gut. It smells awful. Smells like poo, right? It's part of what makes your poo smell like poo. Um, and we did a project um, when we were at MIT uh, mentoring a group of undergraduates to change the smell of E. coli to smell like wintergreen and bananas. So while E. coli gets a bad rap for smelling bad, you can actually um, reprogram it to smell pretty good. Um, what's your favorite trait in a coworker? Passion and curiosity. What's your least favorite trait in a coworker? Mm, Self-promotion. If you have a 10-minute break in the middle of the day, what do you do to relax? Take a walk through the labs. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody who's trying to solve a hard problem? Better to try and fail than not try at all. Good. It sounds trite, right? But, you know, the way I I could get myself uh, to a place where I felt comfortable, you know, making the leap and starting a company is that, you know, starting a company, working on really hard problems, you may or may not succeed, right? You just don't know. It's a crapshoot, right? And so what you want to do is be able to get to yourself to a place where you'll never regret trying, right? And the nice thing about hard problems and important problems is that it's very hard to regret working on them. Resh Machetti is the co-founder and chief operations officer of Ginkgo Bioworks. Today's show was produced by Edith Russelo, edited by Robert Smith, and engineered by Amanda K. Wall. Our theme music is by Luis Guerra. A huge team of people makes this show possible. This team includes, but is not limited to, Jacob Weisberg, Mia Lobel, Lital Mulad, Justine Lang, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carrie Brody, Carly Migliori, Christina Sullivan, Jason Gambrell, Grant Hayes, Eric Sandler, Maggie Taylor, Morgan Ratner, Nicole Morano, Mary Beth Smith, Royston Beserve, Maya Koenig, Daniela Lacan, Kazea Tan, and David Glover. What's Your Problem is a co-production of Pushkin Industries and iHeartMedia. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. 
I'm Jacob Goldstein, and I'll be back next week with another episode of What's Your Problem? The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.